0: Full transparency. I understand the world better than anyone. There's sounds in the sky. The rapture is coming. Yeah. There's lizard people out there. We had a shop in Mormon
1: when we lived in Mormon. Our family was in Mormon. Full fists are swinging by my face. I'm like... And then he would just kind of go on these little rants or tangent. tangent, Whatever the word is. Nothing that's great in life is, is easy, you know? Yeah. There's a nice quote that I feel like you were on your way to say.
0: <laughs> okay. Remember how... Um, last I think it was the last podcast we did I was saying that I'm not going to be doing the ice baths for the winter anymore because of my material based <laughs> <Yeah, material> because <based. laughs> it's made out of material yeah yeah
1: yeah that is so
0: so general and then so I'm talking about how I basically accept that I'm giving it up for the season and then Craig from our gym is saying he's giving me all these ways that I can continue to do the ice bath through the winter and I'm right. like, come yeah. on man like <laughs> yeah
1: so, yeah, did you talk about like the, the, yeah, you did talk about that in the last episode too, what Cal Craig was like giving you a bunch of different options. Yeah. So I'm just, I thought you were telling me that on the mats at Mart. I was like, oh, I don't know if you said that yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Okay, we yeah.
0: did. So, so Craig from our gym, He's back, like, you know, you can get this thing from PV Mart. It's good outside in the winter. You can get this floating device. It's, it's a de icer. And I'm just like, man, come on. You know? <laughs> yeah. Last week or two weeks ago after training, um, he's like, hey, go in the back of my truck. I left something for you. This motherfucker, he left me a barrel, a custom made wood lid.
1: Oh, I saw it and I said, it's like, fuck the cold. cold Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, I was gonna say something about that because I I saw it in your garage as I walked in. Yeah,
0: and then he he bought like the de-icer, the thing that I float in there so it doesn't turn into an ice brick. So I now have a full on winter outdoor ice bath set up, thanks to Craig.
1: So what 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 goes in there to prevent it from icing over?
0: So you plug this thing in and you just let it float on top, and it makes it so it doesn't turn to ice. Huh? So does it just is it like a vibrating thing that it just doesn't let the ice settle? Like I don't know it like if a, it's heat mechanism right. or a vibration or what it mm-hmm. is, but basically it's what you float in a cattle trough so that cows can drink water through the winter oh, okay. and it doesn't turn into a big oh, no trough shit. full of brick of ice.
1: Interesting. So
0: now I have a full. So I, I the reason I didn't set it up is because. Um, well, last week was crazy busy, but I'm going to Mexico next week. And I was like, I don't want to have that thing plugged in floating around all week.
1: Damn so, to, oh, yeah, for the for a wedding or something in right? yeah. Mexico.
0: Yeah. Nice. So when I get back from Mexico, December 2nd, I'm going to set this ice bath thing up in the backyard just where my other one was. And I'll Shit. be ice bathing all winter outside. That's a
1: beast, man. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so much harder to do a cold <sighs> bath when it's cold outside. Man, like, e- even in the fall when I was going out and it was like zero degrees plus three degrees and you go out in your trunks do you're like what am i doing yeah yeah like i remember rogan was talking about that because he had just worked out with the rock and uh he had a bunch of the comedians with them and so he was like he got them to work out first and then do the ice bath and it's just like a world of difference because you just your your internal temperature is way warm like you just feel hot it's almost like a relief to go into the cold yeah versus like if you walk outside you're already shivering and then you jump into an ice tank you're like god damn
0: especially in the morning too when you wake up you just you don't want to think about training hard getting in cold you just want to like lay in your bed and have a coffee Beast. so yeah thank you to craig because that was like the most thoughtful huh. random gift like yeah. i couldn't believe it i laughed when i opened his truck i'm like this motherfucker <laughs> that's
1: like, awesome yeah. that's cool yeah he, awesome. he went and saw wim Hof. hey eh? he went to one of his big like i don't know yeah. i don't know what you call it presentation or yeah, something conference or whatever. events yeah. whatever yeah. and that's pretty badass
0: yeah so that was in bc i think they you know he had his speeches and stuff and i think they went and trekked out in the cold and did mm-hmm. their you know, breathing and meditation work, and cold yeah. plunge, and all that stuff. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, really cool. So thank you, Craig. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so yesterday I did something that I was like putting off for the longest time. Um, you know, it's so easy in life to just kind of do the things that benefit you. Yeah. Right. Like it's like if it makes you money or if it, it helps you in some way. It, we're just so much. It's so much higher on the priority list to do the things that will benefit us directly. Mm-hmm. And so, with my grandparents, the like, on my dad's side, they're still around. Yeah. And they've been messaging me, like, for the past several months of, like, hey, like address hasn't changed like we're still here you know come for a visit and i've just haven't been going because i'm like it's just not it's on the bottom of my priority list yeah i'll be honest and yeah. just like well yeah being busy and trying to yeah. yeah and it's not that fucking let's be real i'm not that busy like i you got i got time to go see my grandparents for but sure. i just don't yeah um i chose chose not to but anyway yesterday morning i'm i'm having coffee with my dad and then I get into my car and I see a text, and it was just like another reminder. Like they haven't texted me in about a month, but this, you know, a month later they were like, "Hey, address is still here. Like, come visit." They literally live right next to us. Like you can see our, you can see our fucking condos. Mm. So and I didn't know this. So anyway, I went to go see my grandma and grandpa, and I visited for half an hour. You just went by yourself. Yep. Yeah. And then I left, and I was like, "Oh." I feel something that money can't buy my soul feels good (laughs) I legitimately was like oh there's something like in human nature that feels good when you do things you know you're supposed to do but you neglect them especially when it's like staying in touch with like a a close friend or like a family member or like a grandparent that might die at any moment like I asked them when I was there I'm like how old are you guys like my grandpa was like um, he's like I just turned 89 so he's almost wow. 90. And then my grandma, shit, what did she say, like 87? Wow. So they're both almost 90 years old. And I was actually impressed with like their wit and just their their mental capacity to yeah. like have a totally normal conversation. Yeah. You have to raise your voice a little bit, like they don't of hear course. that well. And my grandpa was like, could you sit on this side? Because of my other side, I can't hear anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh shit. But yeah, it was, it was just interesting. And I'm sitting there and uh, they're like, so do you still like live over there? And I'm like, yeah, I just live right over there. And I look and I'm like, oh, like literally I can see, I didn't realize you can see where we live right <laughs> from their fucking window. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, like we're right there. I was like, if you sit here throughout the day, you'll see me and Aaron like walk our dogs in and out of the building. Wow. So yeah, it was like, we're, we're so close. But again, I've just been neglecting it. But I was just like, man, they're going to die soon. Like, I don't want that on my conscious of like, And again, maybe that's a selfish way to like want to go visit them, but it was still the fuel I needed to go visit them where I'm like, they're not going to be around for that much longer. Just go for half an hour and have a visit, you piece of shit. So I went there and yeah, like I said, it gave me something that money just couldn't buy. Genuinely felt like my soul was like, hey, good job, man. That's what you're supposed to do as a a good person. that's You're supposed to look after people that are wanting to see you and just take care of your family and just be a family man.
0: And you think about it like, you don't get to choose who your family is, and it's a very small group of people. So that's the one thing you always have in common, you yeah. know. And um, yeah. for them, at that point in their life, that probably meant so much to them. Oh yeah, because like, what else? What else can they care about? You well, know?
1: It, that's just it. Like, cause like I'm 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 sitting there, and I'm asking about like the building they live in. I'm like, so what do you guys do? Like, yeah. like oh, <coughs> <laughs> go see <laughs> go see mom. Little asshole. (laughs) Just one sec. We're waiting for Coco. Okay. Um, But I'm, you know, I'm asking them like what they do. And you just, you realize they don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They're in this building cooped up. The only time they leave is when they need to get groceries and they take the little like senior citizen bus to the Safeway, and then they come back. But outside of that, they're like, we have a store here, like with bread and milk. So we can get like a few things. Um, We have a library here. We have like a games room. Um, They bring a lot of entertainment here for us. Like once a week, there'll be like a little show. But he's like, we're just we kind of just hang out, yeah. and so at that stage of your life, man, the only thing you care about is seeing your grandchildren or your your kids. You know, it's like my dad will pop in there sometimes and whatever. So yeah, it just felt good to like finally do that. You know, I'm just like their man, bloodline
0: to, to come and see them and look them in the eyes and visit. Yeah,
1: and give them a hug, and it's just funny how like. uh you know, my. I, I feel like I hug my dad when I see him, but I think his dad is a handshake, man. Like, it's like, he's. Don't hug me. That's how me and my dad are. Yeah, you yeah, really? Yeah. Handshake? Yeah, we don't hug. I, I've, <laughs> I I think I hug my dad at Christmas. Yeah. Like, when it's Christmas time, like, I think sometimes he'll go like this, and I'm just like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Give him the the bigger sure, hug. Yeah. But yeah, I just felt good. Anyway,
0: that was my story on that. Do you know what, though, man? Like, it goes a long way because. So. My grandparents live about 15 minutes, well, I only have one grandma left, but when I did have two grandmas uh, a couple of years ago, my grandma lives 15 minutes away from my parents. And from where we live to go see my parents, we drive right through the small town where my grandma lives. So a lot of times, if my grandma couldn't make it out to my parents to visit when we were there for a weekend, we would just stop on the way back and like have a half an hour visit with her and then drive home. and. You know, as bad as this sounds, like sometimes it feels like a bit of a hassle. It's like, okay, it's 12 o'clock on Sunday. You kind of just want to leave the cabin. It's a three hour drive. You kind of want to get home and it's like, oh, better go stop and see grandma. Yeah. And there's that thing of like, do we have to? And then you're, you have that inner voice. It's like, you should, you should yeah. now, you know? And um, we were having the same kind of conflict. I, I, I was with Jamie, my oldest sister one time, and we went back and we ended up stopping. And uh, we had like an hour visit with my grandma, Toman and you know you could tell like like we're talking about here it means the world to them and then we go home and we we would only see her like every quarter maybe maybe even like three times a year you know two times a year sometimes and um yeah it was like a few weeks later she passed away oh wow and it was kind like she was old too but it was um kind of sudden like she was Perfectly healthy. Mm. So I just remember me and my sister, and especially Jamie, because I had seen my grandma a little bit more, but it had been quite a while,
1: like a year, since Jamie had seen her. And I just remember she was like, "I'm so happy we stopped there." See, and that's the the crazy thing too is like I wonder how much of that was your grandma was literally like keeping herself together until she got to see most of her family again. Like I feel like that that happens a lot with like um, you know if you're. Uh, like my grandma and grandpa like when one of them dies the other one's going to go shortly after it's like they're almost they're the glue for each other they're keeping each other in in this life together whereas like I feel like if you're you know you lost your husband and it's just grandma at the place by herself she's almost waiting for all of her grandchildren to come say hi and then as soon yeah. as she's like okay they they came to see me i wonder if there's a part of them that almost lets go and it's like look i'm ready to go now yeah you know like yeah, I wonder yeah. so like even with my grandma and grandpa like i don't know like yeah, they could go at any minute, but maybe they're just like, okay, like, because I asked them, I was like, when's the last time you saw Kyle? And They're like, oh, he was here about a month ago, and how about Jordan? They're like, ah, oh, well, he lives in Fort Max, we see him a little, like, less, yeah. but it's like, it must feel so good for them to see them, and then again, when you're close to 90, you're knocking on death's door. So it's like, yeah, yeah, they could go at any minute. And sometimes they'll go shortly after they see you because they're like, oh, thank God we saw him because yeah. we can't hang on anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? totally. It's crazy. One thing I'm glad I did is, um, and I've never done anything like this, but I just remember hearing that my grandma used to like to write write notes and write letters. Okay. So this was, again, my grandma toman. I, uh <laughs> Is that chocolate or something? I don't know.
1: Huh.
0: <laughs> my, uh, my grandma Tomin. I decided, and this, yeah, this was literally probably, like, two or three months before she passed, too. I decided to just, like, write her a letter. I just, like, wrote her just a general letter. It wasn't her birthday or anything. Just telling her, I I, I heard you like to write. And it was, like, a full page. And then she wrote me back. And Uh she wrote, like, this big, like, beautiful letter and just... It just reminded me of, like, a big text or an email, but, like, someone of an older generation, right. you know? And, the ink pen. Yeah, and it was just... And, like, I kept that letter, and, like, it's, like, pretty, like, precious to me now, you know? Yeah. And, like, and then she passed, and I was like, man, I'm glad I took the time that one day to just, like, write her a letter, and yeah. she wrote me back. And, and and it was kind of sad, because reading the letter um back, you know, like, she's... Again, she was probably 90 at the time, and she's, like... Because I had asked how things were and stuff, and she's, like, you know, like... She's like, um like my back hurts a lot and like yeah. your dad comes and like he helps me like take care of the house. But she was like you could kind of read in her words that like, you know, like I'm I'm hurting these days,
1: yeah. Know? Yeah, I could see it in my grandma too. Like my grandpa seems like he's in pretty good like he stands tall, his posture is good, yeah. just he's got the one bad ear, but my grandpa or my grandma felt the uh, hunchback, bro. Yeah, like fucking <laughs> like she'll like walk around like this you know life is crazy man yeah like we just
0: grow into these like specimens that are healthy in our prime and then we just
1: slowly just deteriorate deteriorate you you start life in a fetal position as a baby and then you end up this old person like in a fetal position like a baby (laughs) just because you can't keep your spine straight anymore it's like gravity just does work on you yeah my grandma too like she had a really bad like Uh, hunch you know yeah crazy so I, something happened to me the other day outside the condos again. Okay. <laughs> I, I always love giving you guys like little condo <laughs> stories. I um. <clears throat> so again, it's it's just off Pine House Drive. So it's, yeah, if you know Pine House well, there's like a string of like condos there, and I don't know if it's called like 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 low income condos, but they're just normal condos. But I think just a lot of people gravitate towards that area, and they don't always have a lot of money, so you gets a lot of shady people. Yeah,
0: I think because they're they're older buildings, so they're probably priced yeah, better like, too. So little it cheaper. attracts that, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm walking Layla um, by myself <laughs> and keep in mind, like my Instagram algorithm is starting to show me like, Just a lot of, like, dark shit. Like, a lot of death and a lot of, like, random attacks. Like, um, just literally random people walking up to other people and, like, punching them in the face. Stabbing them to death. Shooting them. Like, I'm seeing, like, crazy shit. Like, this is real life stuff. This isn't a fucking movie. So, I'm watching, like, these people die on Instagram. And... And it just it, it reminds you that like man you could play all your cards right and you could just have the wrong person walk towards you at the wrong time and you could be in some serious trouble like there was recently like a couple was walking outside a bar one night or something and this this guy was just kind of losing his mind and yelling and I think the guy had said something to him and the guy stabbed him to death killed him right there right yeah. in front of his girlfriend yeah um, so anyway I'm, I'm walking Layla it's dark outside and I see a guy about a block away walking, he's about two inches taller than me so this is like a bigger guy, he's got a trench coat on and he keeps walking and kind of opening his trench coat and then closing it and he's opening his trench coat and then he's closing it and he's getting closer to me and I see that he's kind of, he's walking at me like this where one hand is in the trench coat. And I'm like, oh, what if this guy's got a knife or a gun or, some, or a needle or something? And I'm like, oh, shit, like this is like a big kind of scary looking dude walking towards me with like kind of an aggressive body language. Like his body language was screaming violence for real. I was like, oh, shit, like this could be some bad shit going down. But I had like the, the situational awareness to kind of like I put Layla like onto the grass more and then I stepped onto the grass. So this guy's walking down the sidewalk straight towards me and so i move to the grass so now i'm not in his crosshairs yeah but i'm still kind of looking at him with the corner of my eye because i'm like i have my right hand ready because i'm about to fucking blast this dude anyway he starts walking down the sidewalk and i'm just gonna stand up for this moment just so ryan can see his i hope you guys can still hear me but he goes like this and he's walking in a straight line. I'm where you are and he's walking like this and also he goes like this and he, he literally changes directions and walks right at me and it, with an aggressive look. And so I'm making eye contact with this guy and I go like this and I walk quick with Layla in the opposite direction because I'm like, I don't want to fuck Of course. In. I'm not in the mood for this shit. Yeah. Just smoke the joint. The like, last thing I need yeah, is to get yeah. in a fist fight with a meth head. That's bigger than me. Yeah. So anyway, as soon as I started walking away and we're making eye contact, the guy like redirected his, his path and stayed on the sidewalk. But I was like in my head, I'm like, bro, what would that guy have done if I would have stayed right where I was? Like if I didn't have the situational awareness and I was just some lady walking her dog, would he have stabbed me? Like, would he have sucker punched me? Like, you just don't know. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I keep walking and I see a couple staring at me. Like they saw the whole thing. And I'm like, was that guy fucking acting weird? I was like, that guy, like, I had a, a bad, like, a severe adrenaline dump. Yeah. Like, my adrenaline was through the roof because yeah. I was like, oh, man, I feel like I almost got in a fight with a sketch bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the couple was like, yeah, like, the reason we're watching is because that guy just took his pants down and was pissing in the middle of our driveway. Like, he's fucking, something's going on. Wow. And then now the guy is just walking by himself, big, scary dude in a trench coat. Fuck, man. And I just was like, God, man, I don't like that those people are free to just roam the streets. Because yeah. if you're scaring a six foot one professional fighter who's a male, what the fuck is a some lady going to do by herself walking at night? And this asshole walks by. Like in my head, I'm like, that guy needs to be either in jail or in a mental hospital. Yeah. Because you're scaring the shit out of people. Yeah. You're whipping your dick out. You're pissing. I'm like, I don't like it. Yeah. So yeah, I just was like, man, I got home. and I'm like, fuck, I don't like those situations, yeah. those
0: situations, man. Scary. So sketchy, and it makes you realize that nobody's coming to save you yeah you know like sometimes in life the cops aren't around they're not available and you have to take care of yourself yeah, man. you know and it's
1: like and and, and you know I was, I was talking after one of my 6am classes recently and this one um this one lady she i think she's about like 46 years old but um, she was just saying, she's like, I think everyone in the world needs to train martial arts. Yeah. It's not a matter of whether you want to or not. I think it's a necessity. Yeah. You have to do it. Yeah. She's like, you never know when you're going to. And, and, and I think martial arts, again, it's not even the fact that it'll help you defend against an attacker like that. It gives you the awareness of what violence is. Like you get very in tune with what people are capable yeah. of and what what a confrontation is like what violence is like you understand that humans are capable of it and so i think that your situational awareness increases drastically when you've trained martial arts yeah like i spotted that guy from the second he turned onto the thing i was like oh this guy is something's going on here yeah. i gotta look out for this guy and yeah. it could have saved my life i yeah. don't know yeah, yeah if yeah. i was blinders on just sitting there with layla not even stabbed to the back yeah. now all of a sudden i'm like yeah. oh shit there goes my life yeah you know
0: there are people out there on pills. There are people out there with mental issues, and yeah, yeah, you might just be walking your dog and somebody stabs you for no reason. Yeah, That's man. just the reality.
1: And it's, it's speaking of martial arts and and you know how everyone should do it. It's funny. I actually somebody told me something really cool. They said that their so their son is playing soccer now. He started uh, um, indoor soccer, and they were trying to find who the goalie was going to be. Uh, nobody wanted to be a goalie because. These kids were lining up and these kids were fucking blasting the soccer ball at full speed. They scared the shit out of these kids. Mm-hmm. they shy away. But guess who didn't shy away? The one kid that's been doing martial arts because mm. he's used to punches and kicks coming his way. <laughs> this motherfucker, she, she the mom was like his eyes were just dialed in. He was like this, the ball would come, wow. shaboom, he would block it. And the coach was like, "Whoa, like we got a goalie on our hands and he just loves it." That makes sense because eh? yeah, he's like the and the kid even told me cuz he's on the mats and he was like doing the goalie thing and I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're the you're the goalie, hey?" Eh? And he's like, "Yeah, he's like the ball will come, he's like it's like a wing block or a parry to me." He's like, "I see the ball, huh. and I'll smack that shit out of the way." I was like, Bro, that's yeah. amazing yeah. That like, th- and that's the cool thing with martial arts is like you never know where it's going to trickle into your life like it could be like you know giving you the confidence to ask somebody out or to go apply for a job that you don't think you deserve or whatever yeah. Yeah. or to be a goalie on a soccer team and all the teammates being like man you're a gangster like yeah. that's cool yeah
0: that's you know? sweet
1: I was like I loved hearing that I'm yeah. like, that is so fucking cool yeah. to me because yeah if you've never had
0: that and you start sparring or something you just flinch and shut your eyes and turn yeah. away yeah. it's just that like
1: coordination that hand eye you know yeah it's, and just not fearing it. Like understanding yeah. that your body's stronger than you think. Yeah. Like don't be afraid of a soccer ball. Yeah. If you get smack in the face, I'm not going to feel good, but yeah. you'll be all right. Yeah. You wipe the blood off your nose and get back in yeah. there. You know? Yeah, that's
0: cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, guess what I did yesterday? What'd you do? I did, that was, your walk was yesterday with this? No, that was about day? three, three days ago. Okay. That's what you said you did yesterday was go see your grandparents. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got a new phone yesterday and, um, I just it it's very much like my other one. It's an iPhone fourteen, so it's the same size, nothing nothing fancy, and um, but it was nice because you know you trade your phone in. Um, there's a Black Friday sale, so it was a wash. Like I didn't pay anything, and I nice. got a brand new phone, new case, everything, and it's like. Everything stays the same. I didn't spend any money. That's nice. I hate and, it
1: when it's like, yeah, we got a free phone, and then you still end up leaving there spending four hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Man, just yeah. Now? yeah. I got I got. got.
0: Yeah. I uh, well I actually spent four dollars and ninety-seven cents with uh with with everything. So wow. so pretty much nothing. Yeah. But it, it made me the reason I bring this up is because it made me think of something that always stuck with me. I think it was
1: Eric Thomas, E. T. motivational yeah. speaker. Yeah. And I'll, I'm a guy that's done nothing but talks about doing everything. Is that he's done nothing? Or oh, I just say Rogan always chirps those motivational speakers okay. who have like, it's like you look at their history and like, oh, you, you haven't, you haven't done anything. You just have a beautiful voice and you're really good at like motivating. I
0: don't know. think E.T. is one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, he, and I know. I, but there's a lot of them out yeah. there. But Eric Thomas, he, and I was just thinking about this this morning. He has so many little phrases that have just like stuck with me. Hmm. And this was one of them is... Most people yeah. upgrade their technology before they upgrade themselves. Yeah, and it's so true. It's like so many people are struggling financially, but they have to get the iPhone 15 Max Pro. Right. Some people are struggling financially. They haven't picked up a book since they were in elementary school. They hate their job. They don't have enough money to go on a vacation, but they get that new 70 inch TV. Yeah. You know new they console, have the new Xbox, the best phone, yeah. the best PlayStation the best iPad, the best, most people upgrade their technology before they upgrade themselves. And yeah. I always, that always stuck with me of like, look, I don't care. This device is more than I need. Right. Like, you know, like I'm working on myself, you know, and yeah. so many people struggle, man.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder why, like, I think one of, one of the reasons is I think a lot of people are just maybe genuinely so simple that they don't, they're, they're, they're just content with the life they have. Yeah. The job they have, whatever they're doing, they're just like, I don't care about all that other shit. I just I want my I want my video games. I wanna watch my shows. That's I wa- true. I want a nice phone. I make enough money to j- do what I'm doing. Yeah. But then there's people that don't think that way but still don't upgrade themselves. And I think a lot of mm, those yeah. types of people are, are probably just a little bit scared of facing some of the demons that they have. Because yeah. I, I think when you're on that path of like self improvement, there are times where you're like oh, this is uncomfortable to tackle. Like, I, I am broke and I do hate my job and I know I need to do something about it, but I don't know what to do or where to start or how to do it. Yeah, And so it could probably be like really scary, you know, but it's not scary just to get a new phone. It's exciting. Yeah. You know, you get the endorphins, yeah. you know, you get a new shiny thing and you're like, oh, fuck yeah, like I've done something. But you haven't really. Yeah. You've done nothing. Yeah. You've done Newton. Yeah. You know? See, I wonder if it's just, yeah, like some people, I just think they just don't care. They don't, yeah. they feel like they're content. Yeah. But I think so many other people do care. They know they have to make improvements, but they don't. Yeah.
0: You know? And that leads to the next quote. There's a few here. Um, Most people don't really want things. They just kind of want things. And it's so true. That's Again,
1: breathe like Hey, it's like you want... You want to be successful more than you want to breathe? Or how does he... Yeah, we'll get to that oh. one next. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, let me go this one by one. Well, that one's so close to the other one. But, yeah, right.
0: it is. But, you know, like sometimes somebody says something you hear and you break it down and you have to like really like think about it and you're like, man, that's heavy.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, most yeah. people don't really want things. They just kind of want things. And that always stuck with me of like, man, who doesn't want to be rich? Right. You know, but like 99% of people, they love, the, they kind of want to be rich. They right. love the idea of being rich. But... How few are like no? I actually can truly say I want to be rich, and I'm gonna reverse engineer a plan to get there, and I'm gonna do what it takes, and it's gonna take
1: me two decades. Right. Yeah. And, and I think like to know that is where this like you got really got to take some time to think about the things you want and to prioritize, yeah. and not just like quickly skim through all the things that you might want and just oh quickly, for sure you know you you really got to be like hey, like how rich do I want to be and how bad do I actually want to be? You got to desire it. it's yeah, got to be like
0: your think and grow rich
1: mantra, you yeah, know, like like some people, they, they might not want a million dollars, but they still want to live a good life. Exactly. But, and you can still reverse yeah. engineer that and think about that, but it's got to be like a yeah. strong priority. Yeah. You know, you really have to be like, okay, yeah, I do really want that. Yeah. I need this. Yeah. You know,
0: or like, let's say you had, let's say you had good genetics and in high school you had abs and then now you're 35 and you're like, you look in the mirror and you're like, fuck, like my physique sucks. It'd be awesome to have abs. I
1: want abs. I want abs. Yeah. It's like, okay, do you actually want abs or right. do you kind of want abs? Because when nighttime comes and you can binge eat, it's yeah. like that's that's when it's going to push how badly you yeah. really want it. Do you it. really want it or do you kind of want it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's like the what does um, Cameron Haynes always say? Uh, Must be nice. Mm. You know, it's like a lot of people like they yes. they, they want to be yes. rich, but I'm like, do you do you know what that entails? Yeah. Like, do you, do you know what you really have to do to to get a six pack at age forty? Like, you know the discipline required for that. Yeah, because yeah, you might say you want it, but like to actually do the grunt work and to do all the things to get the thing, it's a beast, man. Yeah, it's not always nice. Like, yeah. look at Cameron Haynes. Like, yeah, he's fit for his age, but look at that guy's work ethic. Yeah, like, can you do that? Or like how busy Elon Musk is? He's like nobody wants my life you don't want the way that my brain ticks, you know? Yeah. It's, um,
0: it's, there's a direct result of what you put into something and when you get what you get, Yeah, you know, you get what you put in. Yeah, exactly. And that leads to the next one. Yeah. Um, well, there's a couple, there's, yeah. Um, like you're going to want success more than you want to breathe. Right. And there's all that video where he brings somebody into the water and like dunks their head and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, You got to want success more than you want to breathe. That's when you'll be successful. But you think about it sometimes. It's like, even as a fighter, maybe you want to be, you want to make it to the UFC or you want to be like a pro MMA fighter with a victory under your belt. You might be sparring and you are exhausted. And maybe, you know, to this example, you can't fucking breathe. And you're like, you want to quit. It's like, you got to want success more than you want to breathe. Yeah. Maybe you need to say, fuck breathing. Fuck getting my breath back. Like, I want success more right now and you finish that last 30 seconds yeah. on top of the guy.
1: You breathe later. That's right. when you'll be successful, you know? And you have to give up a lot. Like I just I saw a video of Muhammad Ali like obviously years ago, but the the guy asked him like what's um what's like your key to success or something like that and he was like uh he's like women. He's like avoid them. Avoid the nightclubs and everyone starts laughing and he's like I'm not joking. He's like, You think I'm going out clubbing? You think I'm out sleeping with a bunch of women? He's like, I, I train and I sleep and I train and I sleep. He's like, So if you want to be successful like me, he's like, Avoid all these trappings. And who is that sort? Muhammad Ali. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking goat. Yeah. But he was just saying, He's like, He knew early on. He's like, The clubs, the, all, yeah. all this flashy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, I want to be champion so bad that I'm willing to give up what most men would just fucking kill for and see
0: that's the thing at that level that all flocks and gets thrown at you yeah the the, the quote-unquote distraction the yeah. women the nightlife the party the, right the, you know but yeah you just like just avoid it yeah avoid it yeah. it's a trap yeah you know 100 percent. and then the one last one and i i love this one too is um Like some people would rather sleep than be successful, Mm. you know. And I just think about that. It's it's funny coming from me because I'm not like the early bird like you. Like I'm not part of the five a.m. club. Right. Like I set my alarm for seven, seven thirty. You know what I mean? So it's like not that early, but
1: but it's all relative to what time you go to bed, though. Well, and that's the thing.
0: A lot of times I work till ten at night, so it's like I could be up at five and work till eight at night.
1: That's what I mean. Like when I tell, like I remember when I was reading the five a.m. club, I would tell a lot of people about it, and they're like, "I don't want to get up at five a.m." Like, bitch, don't get rid of the five a.m. thing. Just Whatever time you get up, you can do the same routine. Yeah. You can still do something in the morning. Yeah. Like I go to bed at like nine. So everyone's like, oh, you wake up at 4.20 every morning. That's crazy. I'm like, yeah, yeah but I'm in bed at fucking 8.30 sometimes. Exactly. Like the other day it was seven and I was like, hey, babe, it's bedtime.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bed. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah, for It's sure. all relative to your yeah, day. Yeah, 100%. But anyway. <laughs> but, but
0: yeah, that, that whole type of thing. It's like, you know, um, like you're going to want to be successful more than you want to stay in your warm blankets in bed. It's yeah. like that that temptation, that comfort, it's like how fucking bad do you want it? Yeah. You know, and sometimes you have to get a mantra like this or in, in your head that you can ask yourself and be like, okay, it's time to step up. It's like, and do you know, do you know it's been a, a mantra of mine recently. I didn't plan it, but it just started happening when I started doing the cold plunge. And I, 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 I feel it coming up so often these days is just don't be a bitch. Mm. Just simple. Yeah. Cause a lot of times, man, I'll go to do the cold plunge or the cold shower even. And I start justifying it. Right. I just, I was like, don't be a bitch. Yeah. And I just fucking do it. Yeah. And that could be getting up early. That could be, oh, I want to not train today. Right. Don't be a bitch. Just, you, know, you know, it's
1: going off the same topic. like I wonder, like, um, I, I just, I heard a podcast. They were talking about uh, fuel. And they, they use the terms, like, um, hate and anger as fuel. And they're like, I don't know if there's anything better than that for fuel. Like, it it, it is some of the best fuel in the world. It's what turned Goggins into Goggins. Um, but what they talked about was, uh, anger and hate are really good short term fuel mechanisms, but they can be pretty damaging in the long run. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to be like an angry person your whole life. Like, right. Like it's like you're a millionaire, but you're fucking Mr. Burns on Simpsons. You're just a miserable fuck. It's then it's probably not worth it, but you kind of just have to use whatever you have. So it's like some days I need Goggins to motivate me because I don't feel like going some days. It's like a positive thing where like, I know if I work out, I'm going to feel good. I I want that feeling. I just want to feel good about myself. So I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah. So it's like, you kind of use whatever fuel source you can, you know? And if it's a mantra, if it's a video, whatever the thing is, but, um, do you, how often do you think you use anger or frustration or, um, hate probably not hate, but do you ever kind of use that type of, thing to fuel you whether it's going to the gym or making money or doing anything I don't feel like I do at all man yeah so I I think that and this is kind of what they were talking about I I think that type of fuel comes earlier on in your life exactly so like let's say um a girl left you because she thought you were fucking deadbeat she thought you're a loser Okay, I'll fucking show you. We all have that, and that's that's exactly like my thing
0: when I was twenty one or whatever. That you that's know, how I brought it up. Yeah, you you, <laughs> you break up with someone, and that's in your head. It's just like I'm gonna show them, yeah. like, and you have this internal motivation. It may not be like hate, but maybe right. there's like anger and pain. Yeah. you know, and like frustration and like oh, I wasn't good enough or something. You, right. and then that's your fuel, and then eventually you burn that jet fuel out and you yeah. have another reason yeah a you can almost reason.
1: yeah it's like you can yeah exactly it becomes less about that person yeah. Yeah. it's like that initial fuel was all yeah. about them and proving them wrong yeah. fuck this person and then yeah. five years later you're like i like this lifestyle like in, i love that i don't even think about them anymore yeah um and and going off that you know like let's let's say it is an x like how many like super fit people do you see Just because they maybe got cheated on or somebody left them, and and so, like, fuck, I got to get in super good shape. And now, all of a sudden, they're in incredible shape. Let's call that ex like an enemy just for the sake of the, the, you know, this conversation. But I, um, so I'm watching Smallville a lot. Superman and Lex Luthor clashing. Like, it's the good and the bad. And they're just always like kind of going at it. Mm -hmm. And I recently heard this thing. It was like, um, Like enemies are really important because it really can show a side of you that you didn't know you had for better or for worse. Right, So like sometimes let's say, you know, an ex, an enemy, she, she, they leave you and all of a sudden you hit the bottle hard and you drink till fucking the cows come home and you just yeah. become a deadbeat. Yeah. It, it damages you so much <clears throat> that there's a side of you that you're like, fuck, I didn't even know I was capable of like hitting this kind of rock bottom. But then other people like they might show a lot of character and like honesty and like admiration and they might just like turn their life around for the better um, or even like in business. It's like if your competitor, your enemy, is doing a certain thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it could like really help you become a better version of yourself, just because of that like back and forth. That little That's why game they say game. competition is healthy.
0: Yeah, it brings the best out in you.
1: Yeah, so like sometimes I'll I've been thinking about that just the last few days since I heard that whole like you know enemy enemies can really <laughs> help bring a side of you that. You might be really impressed with or you might be really down about but with superman and the reason i like watching it so much is like he's kind of like a, a symbol for hope he's like a symbol of what the perfect person would almost do he gets in situations where you're like bro what are you gonna decide like that's yeah. a tough situation like no matter what you do somebody's getting hurt yeah but he just it's like he's such a a man of his word and he'll just he'll make the hard choice no matter what and you're like that's what humans strive to be obviously he's a fictional character and he's superman he's from Mm -hmm. krypton but it's still like it like it gives you this ideal image of like okay that's a fucking man right there yeah yeah, that's a guy who's got honor and character yeah and lex Luthor is forcing him to find that side of him Without exactly, Lex, he yeah, would be yeah. a fraction of what he is. Yeah. But because you have this demon, this fucking like, terrifying villain who's like a billionaire, he's got kryptonite, he can kill Superman if he wants, Superman all of a sudden has to rise to the occasion. That's so what you're made of. Yeah, and so like you're seeing like it's like Lex gets better. I mean, Superman gets better, then yeah, Lex gets yeah, yeah. better. And you're literally just evolving and growing. And yeah. it's fighting. I remember this one guy, he said... Um, He said he had a fight coming up, or no, I think the fight ended and he was a Muay Thai fighter and he said, I want to thank my opponent genuinely for making me a better person. Without you, I don't get to do this dance. Without you, I don't wake up early to do my runs. Without you, I don't get stricter with my diets. You help me become a better version of myself. We need each other. That's amazing. And so you could look at an opponent as an enemy, (laughs) or you could look at them as like, oh, this, sure, I could view them as an enemy, but in a different way where I'm like, you're helping me. We need each other. Yeah. I'm helping you. 100%. Right? Like, you're probably scared I'm going to take your head off. So now all of a sudden we grow together. Yeah. And I was like, what a fucking beautiful way to put. An opponent, like it, it frame, perspective. yeah, like yeah, good perspective, and just kind of frame it in that way. So if you're leading up to a fight, you're, you're not even thinking about them. You're just thanking them for accepting the challenge so that you can grow. And I'm like, that's gangster. That's gangster. See, you know? the, yesterday,
0: this is it reminds me of this perfectly. Somebody I know was was, um, expressing their frustration with not being able to get ahead financially and just like living check to check and being like, fuck, like fuck, I'm sick of living like this, you know, and the hardest ways to live. man And, um, I said like, look, you know, don't look at this as a bad, don't look at this as a bad thing. Like, you know, that feeling that you have right now, this frustration, this, like that might, that feeling you have right now might be what you need to finally just force you to budget or force you to be more disciplined with your spending and that's could be the catalyst to make you have a lot more money and live a lot more comfortably yeah
1: so it's like don't look at this as a bad thing like maybe this is a blessing yeah maybe this is a blessing yeah like you can almost like view your money problems as the enemy so it doesn't have to be a person it's like oh, the, I can feel that my money problems are causing a lot of my hurt in the world. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fight this money thing by budgeting and maybe getting a better job or maybe yeah. selling a few things. And now all of a sudden you're like attacking this thing that's not a person, but it's making you better. It's exactly. making you correct your behavior.
0: Because yeah. lots of times we need something to make us do the thing we don't want do to do sure. to better our lives, and uh, you know, like you
1: need something painful enough to make you do it. Yeah, and you know what though, I, I will say this because I, I actually. So The Rock and Joe Rogan were talking, yeah. and they were talking about the the only time they could actually like appreciate their journey and actually feel happy in their journey was when they made enough money to not worry about bills. Yeah, yeah, And so it's really easy for people to sit on their high horse when you have money to tell other people to just enjoy the process, enjoy the process. They're like, bitch, I'm surviving right now. There's no time for enjoying the process. But... It's still your life. You still have to do what you're doing. Yeah. So like to trudge through that, you know, like with Rogan, I think he said the only time he felt that was when he made his first hundred thousand dollars where he's like, oh shit, like I don't have to worry about bills anymore, Yeah. you know? And then he really felt like this weight off his shoulders. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough, man. Like I don't I don't know if, if th- there was definitely moments where I really enjoyed the process even when I was paycheck to paycheck, but I am drastically happier, more calm, um, more present now that i'm not paycheck to paycheck again i don't make a lot of money but i i've got a cushion enough to like i'm i feel okay but before that man it's so tough when you hear people like oh just enjoy the journey and i'm like go fuck yourself man you see groceries like it's expensive i'm struggling yeah you know well that's what joe said too in that example is he's like even if you
0: are one of those people who's surviving you have to like learn find something in your life and like
1: learn to you know (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, and it's and it is true but yeah i get i I guess it's just it's so much easier said than done you know it's like it's always the people that are already fit telling other people to just enjoy the journey while you're obese trying to get in shape it's like enjoy the journey while you're broke you know scraping by do you know what the thing is and i really believe
0: this and it, it does sound woo woo and you know, like when you ever hear like manifestation and uh, positive affirmations and stuff, but it's like, man, I truly believe that if your thoughts and your words, if you're struggling and you're surviving in life right now and your thoughts and words are, fuck, I just never have enough money. I'm just broke. Like, I I just can't get anything right. Like everything is so expensive. Like, you know, I never have money. Like you are attracting that man. It is hard to find a place where you start to not even thrive, but just like live comfortably. If you wake up in the morning and your thoughts are how hard everything is and how hard money is to make and how yeah. expensive, like, and it's a trip, you know, and like maybe I'm privileged to speak on this, but like, um, you know, I wasn't always in the place I am now, you know, and like you have to,
1: you have to think and talk differently yeah, uh, well, in order like, to build something positive. We're such like energistic like kind of beings too it's like yeah. even just like you know you say it's woo woo but like if you're sitting in a room and one person walks in and they have shitty energy yeah. you'll feel it yeah so it's like imagine just being that person 24 7 like what are they going to accomplish when you're walking around with this darkness about you Yeah. first if somebody walks in and they have like this shining light about them yeah. they're like god damn why do i feel happier all of a sudden because yeah. this person showed up yeah you know what going off this bro i'm i'm reading one of the best books i've ever read in my life wow yeah, this would this would be like a high nines. And, okay. And so uh, Darren, uh, uh, what's his last? Mc... Hardy? No. no, no, no. Darren from our gym. Um, oh. Darren and Tara. Yeah. Darren McDougal? No. No. Darren something. Anyway, yeah. he told me to read this book. So it's it's called uh, "Way of the Peaceful Warrior" by Dan Millman. It's very it's very um, Robin Sharma esque. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like this. Um, it's a professional gymnast. <clears throat> who stumbles upon this old guy in a gas station who becomes his mentor and so you're it's it's very much like you know 5 a.m club type thing struggling person finds a mentor and yeah it's it's story bro i've never read a book so fast in my life Uh, it's okay uh, it's crazy though man like i i I picked it up and i started reading it and right away my imagination just starts to weave through the story and I almost become the main character who's the gymnast he's this he's a professional gymnast who he's 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 so high level that he's like trying out for the olympics he's like a world champion blah 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 he's very good at being really present on the mats when he's performing when he does the thing that he loves to do and that he excels at but outside of that like when he eats he just shovels it all in when he moves throughout his life nothing is present he's 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 not really thinking that consciously about what he's doing unless he's on the mat and so this mentor is basically trying to teach him how to Think about when you're putting gas into your car, like how are you doing that? How are you breathing? How are you interacting with people? Like if somebody walks by and says hi, are you super dialed into their energy? Like are you stopping to have conversations? Because what, in this mentor's um, mind, he was thinking like so many people are living but they're not living. There's so many, like you ask somebody what they did yesterday, they'll have no fucking clue. It's like they're just unconsciously living. Yeah. And so this, it's basically a story about how this mentor is teaching this guy how to be a monk, essentially. I want to read that book next. Bro, it's so good. And it's, um, it's roughly based on a true story. Like, obviously there's a lot of like, um, like fake stuff in the book, but it's the, the author, it's, it's his story. Like this is like years ago when he bumped into a mentor and Mm. he calls the mentor Socrates because the guy always like says these powerful quotes. And Mm -hmm. then, so the guy starts calling him Socrates and then he'll say sock for short. Yeah. Um, fucking fascinating story though, man. Like it's, it's, it's even made me adjust my eating habits at night already. Like the guy, there was a quite a large section where the guy keeps giving him shit for eating. It's the way that he eats because Socrates, the mentor, he'll eat with chopsticks a lot. So he'll take a bite and he doesn't take the next bite until he's finished the first bro, I don't do that. I'll inhale shit. Yeah. And so this mentor is sitting there with this gymnast and the guy's just shoveling food. And then Socrates, the mentor, just starts going um, 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 going like this. And the guy looks at him. He's like, that's you. What are you doing? Like, did you taste any of that? Yeah, did you let your digestive system do anything? Yeah. Like, you're eating way too fast, man. He's like, take a deep breath. Have a bite. Chew it. Swallow it. Then take your next bite.
0: In that book, and you know, I won't off track, you too much here, but um, breath or, or no, sorry, uh, breed by Hickson Gracie. Yeah, he talked about how Helio Gracie like it takes an hour to eat every meal Wow. because he believes that like you should chew your food like very well yeah. to like not only enjoy the process but like digest it properly. So, like, an hour for a meal for him that was how he ate. You know? Do you remember
1: Miles Jeffers? Yes, Seneca Strength. Yeah, he I remember he made a post and I don't, I don't know, he was. Somewhat joking, but I think kind of serious. He said, before you take your next bite, chew 28 times. Or it was like 18 or 28 times. Like if you're eating a steak, yeah. like chew that shit down before you shove another piece down your throat. Because like, yeah, I think it really does help with digestion. Um, but then it just helps you appreciate and taste the food you're eating as well. You're yeah. not just like... It should be an experience, not yeah. just like... And, and and so like in this book, the guy there's another guy that comes into the picture who's like a professional... Not even a cook, but he his expertise is in the d- display of food. So he brings this tray out and he's he makes it like there's a whole imagery to it where like the main character just sees the food and he's like, I can't even demolish this because it's so pretty. So he just is t- taking it one by one and, yeah. um, but the process of the guy making the food like that's that's where the the peaceful warrior comes into play. Like, he's like, you're a warrior on the mat, but he's like, outside of that, he's like, you're not a warrior. Like, you're just <clears throat> fucking, you're not even existing. He's like, we all have battles like inside our own mind. Like, that's why we call ourselves the peaceful warrior. We're constantly trying to be more present, appreciate the process of eating or drinking or going mm-hmm. for a walk or exercising. Yeah. But the other thing I really liked that he did was, you know, we were talking about enjoying the process and sometimes it's hard to do when you're broke, but he he's kind of teaching this guy and i'm so guilty of this so many of us are the only time you're happy is when you achieve something and he's like that is a scary road to go down so you're, there's like these tiny little moments in your life you win a fight now you're happy yeah but he's like man like appreciate it all like the losses like try to just absorb it all and appreciate the experience but anyway the whole book is basically yeah, about this professional gymnast kind of lost his way and this mentors kind of reeling him back in and just making him be fully present the art of living the art of living and yeah just really good book so far i can't put it down yeah it'll i think it'll be the fastest book i've ever read yeah yeah i think i think i'm on day six right now i think on the seventh day i'll probably have finished it yeah and it's like a decent size but i can't put it down that's something we can probably all relate to
0: and man like I kind of got, like, a little bit of a reality check a couple of weeks ago. I was I was going to show a property or something, and I ran into some old guy. We both needed to do the same thing at the same time, and, you know, I'm, like, moving fast. I'm like, oh, sorry, like, I'll be quick. I kind of, like, have a lot going on. I'm in a rush. Don't worry. I won't take too much of your time. And he just kind of, like, stopped and looked at me, and he's like, huh. he's like, not me. And he's like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he kind of said it in the way of, like, I'm not living life in a rush, man. Like, you yeah. know, like... And it was almost like he could relate to the Mm. young, energetic, youthful, busy schedule. Got to get in this many appointments today. I got somewhere to be. And he was just, he had this wise kind of like chuckle and head shake of like, I'm not living like that, man. Like maybe, maybe I used to live like that, but he's like, not me, man. I got all the time in the world. (laughs) And I kind of like thought, and I was like, that's, that's what life is about. Like, you know, like sometimes it's like, you know, it's like, well, I can't eat fast because I have this appointment. And then. I only have this much time at the appointment cause I got to get the train and then right. I got to get home to make my other snack and I got to walk the dog and you like, you try to cram so much in your day that you're running through life
1: and Yeah, you're not living. Exactly. And that's, that's like the rat race. Yeah. That's what they call the rat race. Yeah. You yeah. end up getting so busy that it's genuinely almost impossible to like actually appreciate any of it. Yeah. But in the book, the guy's like a, he works at a gas station and the guy, the main character, The gymnast keeps like mocking him being like, why would I listen to you, man? You fucking pump gas. He's like, oh, that's what you think I do? You think I pump gas? He's like, I serve people. This is a service station. (laughs) He's like, we work on vehicles. We help people get back on the road. He's like, we're serving them. So he's like, when they come here, he's like, I chat with everyone. He's like, if you're in a bad mood, He's like, I'll chat with you and I'll try to, I'll try to increase your mood. Yeah. But then the other lesson that he was teaching him, cause he had the guy go out and pump gas and sometimes he'd go out there and they'd be like a rude person. And then the main character, the gymnast would come in being like, This guy was a fucking asshole. Like that guy's a dick. And then he would kind of ruin his day. And the Socrates was like, why did you let that guy ruin your insides? Why are you all fucked up in- internally now? That's his day, not yours. He's like, you should just be grounded with who you are. Don't let outside shit affect the way that you're feeling about yourself and your mood. Isn't it such a hard thing? Like, man, I know this concept
0: of stoicism. You know, it's like somebody gives you a shitty attitude or somebody does something to you. It's like, don't let that disturb your inner peace. Don't take it personally. It's like, you don't have to
1: let people ruin your day. Yeah. But it's so hard, man. It's really hard. You know? Like yeah, one of the things that he does really well in the book is like he, um, Socrates is, uh, he laughs at himself a lot. Yeah. So like he'll have moments where like he'll get frustrated and then he tries to chuckle it, like kind of laugh right away and just be like, this is, this is life. This yeah. is what I'm in right now. Like I'm not going to stay in this angry state. I'm going to move on and just yeah. kind of let it go. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just one of those like really inspiring books where you're like, God damn, this is so powerful, man. Yeah. I think a lot of people like relate to the main character too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I definitely want to check that out. I feel like, I feel
0: like I've heard of it. Um, I'm reading this book. No, go ahead. This is completely, I was going to switch topics real quick on you. I, um, I'm reading this book. Have you heard of John Maxwell? He's got like seven books. He's got so many books. But I'm reading this one called like Intentional Living. Okay. And, um, I mean pretty much speaks for itself but you got me onto the modern wisdom podcast it's a good podcast so good and i don't know if you would have listened to this guy it kind of re- relates to the book i'm reading right now uh, mads larson i'm not sure or, um is it a recent one yeah recent one he, he's kind of like a historian guy like he knows a lot about like history and okay. stuff but very wise dude and um i heard something in there pretty cool like you know my, my book is intentional living so it's like living with purpose meaning like and living with intentionality and I haven't heard this before, like well-being equals happiness plus meaning. Well-being equals happiness plus meaning. Okay. So happiness is an individual pursuit. Like we can get happiness from individual success, whereas meaning, it has to do with other people or community. And he he talks about how there's limits to happiness, you know, like if you're goal chasing financially or you're trying to accomplish things, there's limits to to happiness, but there's never... Really limits to meaning and like well, community and stuff, you know, helping others.
1: Happiness is also fleeting. I feel like meaning <clears> isn't. Yeah. Like if you're doing something with purpose and it's meaningful to you, that lasts forever. Yeah. But happiness is fleeting. So you yeah. chase the happiness and it's like, yeah, it's, it's some random things that make you happy for a little moment and then it goes yeah. away. But the fact that you're doing something with a mission and with purpose, it's yeah. like that, that like internal feeling, I feel like lasts way longer than just the emotion of happiness. Well, it's even like going to visit your grandparents. You
0: said in your soul, you felt good. Right. There was meaning to that because it wasn't about you. You knew how much it would mean to them. Right. And you did it, took it out of your schedule anyways. And you left and you're like, wow, like I made these people's day. Right. It wasn't just about me. And you know, so if we relate success to um, like an individual pursuit or happiness, you can be successful and not, have a good well-being right you know right for sure and it just kind of made me think a little bit and um he had this other concept i never heard before that was really interesting um recalibrating your comparison group so what he was talking about was you know the whole thing we talk about it all the time on social media drains your dopamine you're seeing Oh, look at the cars these people have. Look at the watch he's wearing. Look at the girl he's with. These, this person's always traveling. Right. And then you set your phone down after twenty minutes, and you're like, "Fuck, my life sucks." Right. You know because you're calibrating your comparison group to all of these people you are just watching you know, right. their lives, and that's why he was saying, when we go to you know a homeless shelter and serve food on Thanksgiving, or you go to a old folks' nursing home and you help people or a children's hospital, or whatever, you know, like somebody that's, you know, you go and help disabled people. That's why it makes you feel so good. After is because you've recalibrated your comparison group, right? So you're around these less fortunate people. And then you start to think, man, I have it so good. Mm. And you know, some people, it's hard for them to do a gratitude practice. Yeah. Imagine if you're just working a job, and you're just on social media all day looking at how cool everyone else's life is, right? You're like, trying to like, be grateful and you're like almost laughing at yourself because i'm like yeah i'm grateful yeah so for what for yeah this life like yeah but you recalibrate your comparison group and it shows you like man i am so grateful that i'm healthy right and i am so grateful that i have two arms right you know and it just that is just the interesting concept of like if you're feeling depressed if you're having trouble finding gratitude
1: recalibrate your comparison group. yeah Hmm, that's interesting, eh? Yeah, yeah. I wonder. It's like I was even thinking about that with after the incident I got with that guy in the, like the sketch bag with the trench coat. I was even thinking like, cause I, I had an adrenaline dump, and I was kind of mad at people like that. Like in my head, I'm like, "Fuck these street fucking people, man!" Yeah, like they're making me not want to walk my goddamn dog. Yeah, like I got mad, but then like shortly after, I remember being like, "I'm so grateful I'm not that guy." Yeah some full grown man in a trench coat pissing on the street. Just like what happened of to him? At, yeah, dude. Like what happened to that guy that he has to live <laughs> that unfortunate existence where it's like, I'm, and I was like, I'm so happy. I'm me. Yeah. I'm so happy. I have the life that I have, yeah, man. you know, but it's like it, almost like that little instance helped me recalibrate of like, Oh, be like, here's a moment for gratitude. Yeah. You know, that guy's got a shit existence.
0: It's like anger, adrenaline, stress. And then it's like, okay, uh,
1: humility, empathy, yeah, man. Yeah. Crazy. Um, should we change topics? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tony uh, Tony Ferguson and Goggins. You see that?
0: i seen some stuff. Yeah, they're doing some stuff together. He did like a hell
1: week with him Bro, or something? Do, when you look at Tony Ferguson, <laughs> do you think that the answer to his improvements is
0: harder work? When i seen them doing lunges together in that field, like Tony's... Um, form and stuff i was like poor guy dude
1: he needs to break. he's 39 years old he's known already to be a workhorse it's not the problem in your camp the whole term work smarter not harder you need to do that that's a good not point. harder yeah. you're 39 you're fighting a younger guy now you're just training harder and it's not even skill building. It's literally just Hell Week with David Goggins. Look, I love Goggins. I even like Tony Ferguson. But the two of you together for a fight camp is absolutely retarded. <laughs> I, when I saw it, bro, I was like, oh, you're an idiot. Like, your coach failed you. Remember when he tripped on the wire before <clears throat> Wayne and blew his knee out? Yeah. That's overtraining, okay? your knee can't take anymore and now you're doing hell week i'm like man do better like you need better skills right you need to your body to recover like again almost 40 it doesn't look like you're on steroids you probably don't have a lot of help with the recovery but i'm like man that ain't it that's not it man like so yeah just in my mind i'm like it's one of those things where yeah it's cool for social media i'm working with david goggins but i'm like as far as performance goes, if he was like one of my students, I'd be like, "Hey, man, now's not the time for Goggins. Like, I want you in a fucking recovery tank. You already train hard. You <laughs> just lunitate. freeze you in a block of ice for the next two yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. Like, remember when he was kicking that steel pole? Like, there was like a steel pole, and he was just kicking it full power. And I'm like, bro, like <laughs> you have the you have the Goggins mindset already. Nobody's worried about that. Yeah. You you don't gas out. You're a mental savage you just need a little bit more skills to, to better fight, game plan, better maybe. game plan. Yeah. Right. Like, but I just was like, man, that's sad to see almost, yeah. you know? Yeah. When um, is that fight? Pat, Patty Pimblett?
0: Um, I'm yeah, soon. I'm not LB's too, too sure
1: it's soon, but yeah. Um, anyway, another thing that happened that I figured we could talk about. <laughs> Did you see Dana White on Theo Vaughn? <laughs> I'm listening to it right now. I'm not quite done. Bro. Love it. Yeah. I love how Theo Vaughn can make anyone belly laugh. Yeah. He made Dana belly laugh a couple times. Like so when far. he had Jordan Peterson on, like some of the shit that Theo would say, like you, like Jordan Peterson, he's either crying all the time or he's really upset. Like that's <laughs> what, like, I like Jordan Peterson, but like those are his two emotions. Yeah. He goes on Theo's podcast, bro. Yeah, Jordan Peterson like, cackle, like fucking laughing. Cracking up a lot. And so anyway, the, the Peloton thing. Yeah, yeah, terrible. yeah. I love it. i was I'm glad you brought this up because I forgot about this. I was laughing so hard at the fact that I was picturing myself being the CEO of Peloton. So I'm <laughs> getting roasted by Theo Vaughn and Dana White just out of the blue. Yeah. But it, like, the, you know, obviously the reason was that he, um the, like Peloton, the company that was sponsoring Theo Vaughn they message him during the um well, sorry after he had Robert F. Kennedy on and they messaged him saying like hey take the podcast down we're not okay with this they're a sponsor for Theo Vaughn they're podcast. a sponsor for Theo Vaughn and so Dana White hears this and just goes off they google image the guy and the CEO and of Peloton, the CEO of Peloton and, and they just start roasting and they're calling out his guy. personal name yeah and they're like let's see a picture of him yeah and dana's like he's exactly what you would picture in your head like, yeah fuck this guy and didn't dana say something like um this guy probably wears a helmet when he's on a peloton and theo's like this guy probably wears a helmet when he's on his wife <laughs> and i'm just like bro i was laughing so hard at just i'm just picturing that guy waking up in his mansion one day and like people are like at hey man yeah. like look like, at this yeah you're like what the fuck i don't deserve this yeah And then, yeah, Dana White literally was like, do we have Pelotons in the UFC gyms? So all across the world, all the UFC gyms, he literally calls his guy and he's like, throw them all out. Yeah, we're throwing them in the garbage. We're not dealing with Peloton anymore. And I'm like, bro, if Dana White wasn't the president of the UFC, that's a mob boss. Yeah. That guy is a gangster. I love... Do you know what Dana said on that podcast? which Which is the reason I
0: just have so much respect for him. He said... I know exactly who the fuck I am. Yeah. And I'm not going to like change for nobody. Yeah. And he will, he's a man of respect. Like he's not a, he's not a prick. He's not a dick. Yeah. But if you try to like fuck with
1: him. Oh yeah. He
0: doesn't allow it. He'll destroy. If you're a sponsor and, and you say, Hey, don't talk to this person. We're sponsoring you. Take it down. Yeah. He'll say, go fuck yourself. Right. That's
1: cool. Yeah. And, like, look, he's, he's not a, a man of no faults, right? Like, he, we recently saw he him smack his wife. wife, right? But it's, it's how you – obviously, that's fucking bad. But it's, like, the way he handled it, you couldn't have handled it better, <clears throat> The media was trying to like make this a really big public thing. And he's like, look, I fucked up. This is between me and my family. He's like, the yeah. worst thing for me right now is the fact that my kids get to see me smack their wife. Yeah. And he's like, I fucked up. This is a horrible home. move. And yeah. the, and just he just really took it like head on. He didn't deny it. Yeah. He didn't try to pussyfoot around it he's like this is none of your business this is between me and my family it fucked up blah 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 and i was like okay that's cool like obviously you fucked up everyone knows that but how you handle those big screw-ups is it's always like really impressive that you can just take it on the chin and just man up to your mistakes you know i just love that like
0: what you see is what you get kind of a personality you know and like um, I, I like these cowboys, you know, they like the Dana Whites, the Elon Musks, people yeah. that aren't going to bend and fold and right. try to impress people and try to like, you know, not step on anybody's lines. Like, right. you just have to respect that because it's so far and few and far between these days, it yeah. seems, you know, like people that actually do, do good, but don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, for sure.
1: There's one other thing I'll touch on and we, we can wrap it up, but um, it's to do with martial arts and it's in Canada. So I figured I'd bring it up there before was, you bring that up. Can I just yeah, yeah. one more thing on Dana white? Yep.
0: Did you see his transformation from his fast? Yeah. Pretty impressive. Oh, I don't
1: know if I saw like a thing about a fat, but I just, I saw okay. photos of him like looking shredded.
0: So, you know, there's a, a before and after photo. Yeah. Pretty big difference, right? Yeah. One was Saturday. So he did an 86 hour fast. He says it's actually like a 72 hour, but I think he went a little longer. Wow. Um, the first picture was after the UFC event on a Saturday night. The second picture was Wednesday when he got off his fast. Mm. So he explained in this video, it's it's not just a straight water fast. I think on day one or two, he, he could have electrolytes, but like he's like, make sure it's zero sugar, zero calories, zero carb, like zero, zero, right. zero. And then on day two or three, he had like a specific kind of bone broth that had like the whole one liter carton had like 40 calories and okay. nine grams of protein or something. So there was a couple, you know, ingredients you could add in, but it's pretty much a, a, a three, four day fast, whatever wow. it is. And like, that's a crazy thing. difference in his body. He was just talking about how like good he felt and stuff. And yeah. It's pretty incredible, man. When
1: I, I, I've said this before and we talked about it, but I, I, I remember he said once his guy kind of fixed him back up to health, he's like, I'll never go to a doctor again. Like they've yeah. failed me so many times, and yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people are getting sick and tired of our sick and tired of like our doctors not doctoring. And I've I've said to people before, yeah, because right? I remember Aubie Marcus said this. He's like our our hospital and our healthcare system, doctors, surgeons, they are phenomenal at fixing you with severe damage. Like you have a liver failure, your appendix burst, you, you break a bone, or right? It's... You snap your arm. Yeah, great for that. But if you're going to the doctor to help your overall health, don't go. Just yeah. stop. Yeah. Turn around. Go on YouTube. You'll have better luck finding someone that's actually going to look after you, your like long term health and how you thrive. They don't know shit about that. Yeah. They don't. Nor do they care. Nor is there anything in it for them. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's just something to think about. Like I think they suck at allowing us to thrive, but they're very good at. Fixing us back up. We us. need it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for, for sure. You know. You like, know. Absolutely. Uh, so one other little thing. Uh, this female actually, she had a um, a championship fight in boxing in Canada. She refused it because it was against a transgender, a biological male, and she's like, "I'm not fighting." So she she re- withdrew from the the title fight. And a lot of people, and I agree with it a thousand percent. I think to nip this dumb shit in the butt, you just refuse to even compete against a biological male if you're a woman. Yeah, It's ridiculous that we even got this far, yeah. that they're allowing it. It's fucking dangerous, it's stupid. Um, I think that transgenders should should absolutely have their own division. So no matter where you're transitioning to or what you identify as, you can fight. You're all okay with it, go fight but to destroy women's like leagues like that. And I saw a lot of like female boxers and coaches speaking up too, being like, thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this. Like we need more of this. Just take a stand and say, no, I'm not. And as a coach, like I would say absolutely not. You're not fighting a biological male. Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah. Like I would never send one of our females to go fight some dude that, you know, looks like a chick. There's just no way. Yeah. You know, so I think that needs to happen. I think it's just, it's just better for sports and hopefully it'll like help encourage like a whole new division. Yeah. You know, I think that it's time to fucking make your own transgender division. Did she get a lot of backlash for refusing? Uh, Probably from a bunch of idiots that have never played sports before. Yeah, I bet for, a bunch or, of, of, of morons course. that, was that, a are, dumb of that have she never did. played sports. I bet they got really upset, okay. but I guarantee every single athlete ever it was like, bravo, <laughs> good for you. Take a stand. It's about time. Yeah. Do you know what, man? As, as Crazy as this world
0: is right now with all the turmoil and you know, Ray Dalio says we're at a 50-50 chance of having a World War three and all the chaos. I really do have optimism and hope that we are gonna turn into a time here soon enough. I don't know if it's this coming year 2024 or the next year after that, where some common sense will prevail and more people are willing to stand up and not offend others and just speak common sense and yeah. be like no you're a biological male yeah you don't get a fight girls right period, period. we're gonna we're gonna offend you we're gonna upset you we're, we're, we're done
1: yeah
0: we're done like you know um celebrating mental health
1: things right. to an extent yeah yeah you know yeah and see I, I just wanted to bring that up because again like you know we're martial artists and that is in our world and so like yeah. when i see like a woman like taking a stand being like i'm not comfortable with this shit yeah i'm not about to get my jaw rewired you know yeah. for fighting a dude yeah so good yeah on you. i yeah i was like bravo good for you yeah um anyway that's it yeah that's it episode 124 thanks for listening